Welcome to the RC Roundtable Podcast, where we discuss the latest RC hobby news, events, model reviews, and a whole lot more. Hello, everybody. Hello, and welcome to this uh, very special edition of the RC Roundtable, where we are live on YouTube. So hopefully we won't get monetized in the middle of this broadcast. We're demonetized. Of course, we're not monetized, so it doesn't really matter, does it? Someday. <laughs> Someday. Five dollars uh, for rich. Yeah, <laughs> I have a question. How is it that every episode is a very special episode? Because every episode of Blossom is very special. All right. <laughs> All right. So, um, ah, I just broke my phone. <laughs> Keep it clean. It wouldn't be a show unless Fitz did something wrong. I just well, I broke a little tap. Hopefully, that's okay. Work. Okay. Sorry about that, folks. Hey, Nathan. are... Nathan's our first person to chime in. Thanks, ah. Nathan, for joining us for lunch. Hey, Nathan. So, who's monitoring the uh, comments? Uh, I was. I am. Okay. That, that's your job. You're the guy. Okay. You have to monitor them because I can't see them. Right. And I'm pointing uh, at the screen, but I should be pointing at the camera. That's you, Lee. Okay. Yes. <laughs> All right. Let's get the show started. Uh, let's see the first thing up. Uh, new products, right? There is a whole one new product we have. For <laughs> <laughs> now. I've got for one now. in my back pocket if we get bored with this too quickly. <laughs> is that a new product? You just happen to see us. You'll see. Okay. All right. So how do I get control? You know, I, you think I know how to do this by now. Let's see. Is that control room? Screen share. What's this button do? <laughs> Don't touch us. it if it's red or dusty. Screen shutting. Okay, entire screen application window. Okay, let's see if this works. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you guys see this nice little V22 here on the screen? Yes. All right. So, this is kind of a surprise. Uh, e Flight has a neat little V22. It actually transitions from a hover to forward flight automatically. Uh, they, I think it was announced this week. Is that correct? I think yesterday. Yeah, and what do you mean automatically? Well, that's what they say here somewhere. You, I guess you. Know. It's, you have to flip a switch. Well, automated transition. Okay, so you're either <laughs> full vertical mode or forward flight mode. Yeah, no, I think there's what? three. I think there's okay. Three. There's a yeah. Yeah. So being quite literal. So here's a video of it real quick. Let's scroll down. Oh, yeah. That's... Oh, no. Video and video. Oh, Here we go. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like Inception. <laughs> it's only a couple of minutes. So uh, oh, show the whole thing. <laughs> everybody's already seen it. Exactly. Everybody's already seen it. <laughs> what? Video? Yeah, yeah probably. Sure. Nah, let's assume they haven't. <laughs> well, Fitz is in oh, charge. Yeah. <laughs> We're watching me talking. Look at this thing. It's kind of quick, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah. I like that knife edge. Yeah, I've been roll with it. That was my favorite part. Is it's like starting into a knife edge. All right, I purposely did not do a whole lot of research into this because I wanted to be able to ask dumb questions. I see that when it's in multi rotor or vertical mode, it has a, a rotor in the back for pitch control. Yeah, so it's a tricopter. Yeah. Does it have an aero surface for forward flight, or does it use that? Rotor. Uh don't know. I think it turns off. Isn't there another? Isn't like the the other VTOL aircraft they have did the same thing? It turned. You guys, one of you has one, doesn't you? Little uh, convergence. Yeah. Doesn't that middle one turn off? Fitz has flown one. I don't know. 
Uh, yes, because it has a. It's basically a flying wing in for flight. Yeah, and it has an elevon or elevator. Or something. It has. It has elevons. Yeah. Okay. This one. This is trim scheme. I don't really see any pictures. It's got little flaps that seem to come up and down. It's your here. Going through the screens real fast. It's very jerky. Slow down. It uh, says there are five servos. So those five servos are doing something. So it has movable flaps, I noticed. It looks like the tail could possibly move as well. Wait, why does uh, it need flaps? Uh, the real one does. See? Um, see their flaps are down? Yeah, I see. But, okay. Now, can uh, it land in forward flight? It looks like uh, the rotors aren't that big. Uh, it might be able to. They never did it in the thing, but hey, there you go. Look at the picture. It looks like it could. Look at that. See? It's like mm, quite a bit of clearance between the... So yeah. I'm guessing... So that would yeah. be interesting. If you could operate it as purely a fixed wing for whatever reason. That's better than a conversion where you really couldn't land it in the forward flight. You had to hover land it. And people were flying it too long and falling out of the air because they tried to hover with the dead battery. Uh, yeah. Uh, this uses three S eight hundred milliamp hour battery pack. Do you see the wingspan on this? I didn't catch that. It might be up in the specs. Tiny, <laughs> tiny. I want to see the one point two meter version. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nineteen point two. I assume that doesn't include the rotor that's outside of the wingtips. Yeah, it's got a twenty inch wingspan. That's tiny. Yeah, it's not very big. I mean, it's cool. I I, I liked it. I saw it. I was like, wow, that's great. But the first thing in my mind was, I can't wait till they make a bigger one. Oh, there's more yeah. pictures. I would okay. like to see a bigger one. See if we can zoom in. Yeah, it looks yeah. like it has an elevator. Yeah, there's an elevator. It looks like a control horn right in the middle. Yeah. So and I like... guess yaw authority is differential thrust. Because uh, I do not see rudders. I do not see yeah. rudders. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the case. Yeah. Okay. Probably won't have a whole lot of yaw authority in... Forward flight, but I guess that's one way to find out is to fly it. Well, didn't somebody say they were doing knife edge with it? Well, it just looked like it. He yeah. did a four point roll. Oh, and it oh, didn't yeah. look like he pulled a lot of up uh, vertical when he started. Yeah, there's a servo. Yeah. So yeah, it's pretty. Sure, cool. if it's, if it's differential thrust, and you can get in that turn. That'd be kind of neat. Yeah. So that's pretty neat. Uh, although I thought it looked familiar. Did somebody else have this before, and they're licensing it or something? I've seen one that's a four rotor. It's got two sets of tilt rotors, one in the front, one in the back. I'm not sure I've seen an Osprey, but maybe I have. Huh. Okay. Well, uh, I just thought it looked kind of familiar when I saw it. I said, wait, there is that something else that they're licensing? Oh, they're going to see the shafts. All right. We're getting some comments. We've got viewers. We have 10 people watching. <laughs> Everybody telling us the answers to the yes. questions. <laughs> well, I am. I'm going to review some of these. Uh, someone said there is there is a larger version, but not from Horizon. They say it uses two 450 class uh, heli. Um, I'm not Ooh. sure who all these people are. So I see your call signs, people, but I don't see. I don't know who your names are. You might have to fill me in. It says Blitzwork makes one. It's 32-inch wingspan. And uh, let's see, what was the other one? Uh, here's one. It says, deploying the flaps in heli mode, clear more wing area from the rotor downwash, increasing uh, hover thrust. Oh, yeah, good point. Okay. It's an yeah. interesting application of flaps, but yeah, I guess whatever works. Basically, it narrows the cord, so you got more yeah. uh, less blocked area. Interesting. And if you could just tilt the whole wing with the nacelles attached. So anyway, that wouldn't so be scale. No, no. It's like four minutes. It said it had four-minute flights on an 800 milliamp battery. Yeah, okay. 
with your favorite JST connectors, Terry. Uh, <laughs> no, change change those out with EC5s. You can use them as hand warmers after the flight. <laughs> so it looks like it uh, goes for 229 as a bind and fly, and I think 209 as a plug and play. Yeah, okay. So I guess for a novelty of it, kind of interesting. I guess it has all kinds of stabilizations and whatnot. So that, that's pretty neat. I remember um, uh, back when I used to live up in the Dallas area, they, when they did development of the real one over in Arlington, I would occasionally see them flying around uh, at the Arlington Airport. Uh, I guess it's part of Bell Helicopters. Mm-hmm. And I actually got a chance once to fly in a simulator for a V-22, which was a lot of fun. Actually, V-22 and what was something called the 609, which was a proposed civilian version, which apparently was scrapped. But uh, oh. uh, but it was neat. It had a the tilt, the rotor, as I'm trying to remember. It had a s- throttle, had a sliding throttle, and I think a little thumb lever or something to tip the rotors. It was really easy to do. It was really pretty easy to fly. Hmm. Cool. I used uh, to see them all the time when we went to uh, uh, Rosemary Beach. Oh, uh, yeah? Isn't that what my hat says? Oh, yeah, this was maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, they fly there all the time. I've seen yeah. them up here before, and I don't know if it's because there's a military installation or because Bell Aircraft used to be up here and there's still some remnants of that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I've seen them around. You see, there's a new version now they're talking. It has a V tail. Hmm, I have not seen that. Oh, uh, yeah. It's, um, uh, I don't know what it's called. It had a different number. The V23. Look it up real, yeah, there it is. It's called the V280. Uh, so I can find a picture of it real quick. They, they've been flying it. Uh, find the pictures. Look at that. <laughs> Someone already beat you to it. Whoever, <laughs> whoever Delta Dart is, he says, yeah, they're, they're testing the V280 net gen tilt rotor. That's what he said. There we go. I'll pop up a picture of it real quick. Uh, so, yeah, it's like a... It looks like a Blackhawk, sort of. Yeah, basically. Oh, Mike- okay, so guys, remember Michael from uh, from Best with the helicopter guy? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's responding a lot. We might as well just have him on the show. Can we just chime him in? He's <laughs> he's, he's already talking about. It. He's he's our heli expert. So <laughs> we yeah, we've met Michael a couple of times. Uh, <laughs> to see you, Mike. Thanks for joining us. Uh, yeah, me. yeah. He's uh, Mike does a lot of scale helicopters, and he actually works for Bell Helicopters, so he actually knows what he's talking uh, about. Yeah. What do we know? So, Mike, <laughs> are you going to make a two eighty? That's the question. <laughs> are you going to make a V two eighty? Come on, Mike. I'm waiting for him to answer. What's <laughs> well, a kit bash of this? Yeah, yeah. basically, they take a, a Black Hawk and in the V twenty two had a baby. Wait, Look at that. isn't Black Hawk a Sikorsky? Oh yeah, uh, yes. Yeah, okay. Well, well, nice I think there's well, just some similarities there. Sikorsky Locky now. So yeah. I'm sure it's not a Black Hawk fuselage, but it looks a lot like it. Well, maybe at yeah. one point it was. Yeah. Man, look at that it thing. Just got that broad, flat nose like that. That is, I've, this is the first I've ever seen it. That thing is sexy. <laughs> <laughs> that is one sexy tilt rotor, man. You turn you your camera off to... if you need to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> this is not that type of. Uh, uh, <laughs> that is pretty. YouTube video. Okay, let me get back to the thing. All right, so let's uh, get back to the model, eh? Yeah, man, it's so funny. You know what I'm going to gripe about? Uh, uh, is the insignia on backwards? No, <laughs> no, no similar. I mean, is that the most exciting color scheme they could find for this thing? <laughs> Isn't that the most common? Probably. <laughs> Would you want to be the only active one? It's not a color scheme. It's just a color. Yeah. 
it's not supposed to stand out. They're not uh, going to make it that candy stripe one like the B-17. Right. But anyway, I don't know. Maybe visual orientation isn't much of an issue with this unique shape, but well, it's but, small. So it's it's, it's funny because now that I've seen that V280, I'm like, oh, okay. So I guess we need to, we need to tell E-Flight to get on board with the V280. <laughs> like meeting a, a, a nice lady then seeing her sexy young sister or something. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, I think it is cool. What was the price again for uh, for uh, Bind and Fly? Uh, 229 it's the button fly, and there is a plug and play version, I guess, is without the receiver. Oh, uh, back sure. order. When are they doing? It's got a flight controller. Uh, back order, uh, April, late April. Oh, our buddy, um, uh, Chris Wolf already has one. So, whoa, he must have got a, <laughs> a pre release or something, but uh, yeah. yeah, I think oh, cool. we'll get to see how it flies from him. Yeah, he'll do a review. Uh, was RC Geek. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, the RC Geek. The RC Geek. Yes. Yeah, so check out his YouTube channel. You should, I guess he should have one soon. Yeah. He made some announcements on social media. I think yesterday. About oh. Okay. It. Hey, Horizon. When you when you release the V two eighty, I'll review it for you. <laughs> of course, it'll be all black. It'll just melt in the sun. Uh -huh. <laughs> melt in the sun. <laughs> all right. So yeah, we've had a lot of good comments coming on. Uh, uh, Michael said, look at the new color scheme of the N204TR. That was the test bird. He says it had much more color. So we'll take a look at that. Maybe maybe E-Flight or it's under E-Flight, right? Is it? I would guess Blade. But maybe no, it's E-Flight. It Blade? No, it's E-Flight. No, okay. V22? Yeah, it's it definitely. We'll start We'll start sending suggestions to them when I'm getting that other one made. But anyway. All right. Well, guys, again, thanks for joining in. We got 11 followers here. And we're I'm glad you guys uh join the show feel free to add comments or questions while we're recording here so what's next on our list mr fitz i don't know something <laughs> uh oh hey the sae event oh tell us yeah yeah so uh what? did you get a hat uh i got a hat but did i get a hat not this time that's an older hat if you see oh, it behind right. me you yeah. probably see one right over there, right there yeah, i was trying to be snarky but... oh i got a shirt though Oh, okay. I got a nice polo shirt, actually. As long as you didn't come back with any scars. I did not come back with scars, but I had a close call. I had a really close call. With one of the biggins or a little guy? Uh, it was a biggin. Oh. But yeah, it yeah. was. It. Uh, I got some pictures of you know my life flashing before my eyes. <laughs> as those, he turned uh, the camera on himself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sure Raymond got some pictures uh, of some video of it because he's he did all the videotaping. So, uh, so I should mention that uh, Raymond that I work with, he he compiles all the videos together, and puts out a couple of DVDs. So, uh, I'll try to get a link if you're interested in, in uh, anybody listening wants to see get a DVD set of the event. Uh, he he supplies them, so we'll put a link on the thing. But uh, so I take the still pictures and he takes a video. So I'm sure he's got a video of it, uh, nearly taking out my shins. <laughs> Does he share any of that on YouTube? Or is it uh, only the purchase DVD? Uh, I think it, he might come up with a sample thing. Um, and I got a few pictures. I, I haven't gone through them yet that I might put up just as a little sample. But uh, uh, I can, if you're looking for something like that, I can talk with him, see if we can put up something like a couple minute. Well, teaser. we haven't made a crashy, smashy video in a while. Maybe he can yeah. lend us a few. So, yeah. In fact, I got a 
uh, show up in a couple minute. I got a couple of videos I think I can show, hopefully live here, uh, mm. of, of a couple of highlights I picked out just a few minutes ago. So there's nothing um, I took spent a lot of time on, but it was a really good event. We had a lot of teams. Uh, the weather actually held out. It was supposed to be kind of meh, and the only problem we had was I think on one morning. I think Saturday morning was really windy. It had like a ninety degree crosswind, and for, for the first round, hardly anybody able was able to make a complete pattern because they were just wreaking havoc on their flying. But does that mean they crashed and jeopardized their chances for round number two? Uh, a lot of them did crash, or mm -hmm. they had failed takeoffs, or they combination of the two. So Wait, hold on. back up one second. Yeah. Uh, describe this event for people who don't know. Oh, okay. Well, the SE Aero Design is a collegiate, intercollegiate series, meaning kids, uh, college kids build and fly model airplanes designed to meet a specific uh, contest goal. So there's three classes. They have a micro, a regular, and an advanced. And let me pop up something here real quick. So here's a picture, here's their website, SA Aero Design. And I think this is a picture I actually took a couple years ago. And it so, has courtesy of somebody. Uh, bottom right. Yeah, Team RC Pilot. So yes, this is a picture I took. Uh, this is it's held usually at three or four different places. There's an East Coast and a West Coast event, approximately. The uh, so they have one in Florida. It's held also in California and in Fort Worth, Texas. And the interesting thing is the one in Fort Worth, Texas alternates between being an East Coast or West Coast event, I guess, since it's centrally located. So anyways, it's held once a year, both East and West. So they have two events each year. And college students are given a, a, a design criteria, build a model airplane that has to meet certain requirements, wingspan, weight, power system, that kind of stuff. And the simplest type is basically lift as much weight as you can. Uh, they have an advanced class, which varies pretty significantly, significantly year to year. And it'll, it'll vary from simply lifting as much weight to in the recent years, they've given us some pretty sophisticated tasks. And in this year they had to do a combination of a bomb drop, AKA supply drop and launching these little self-guided gliders into a target zone. That was Ooh. so cool. I, I didn't see enough video of it. I saw the little pods under the wings, but I didn't see any, any action. I was like, Oh, I can't wait to see the video of that. Uh, yeah. In fact, here I'll, I'll show See if I can pop up a video real quick here. One of yours? Um, yeah, I was able to get a, a couple of videos from uh, Raymond on the last day as a sample. So, oh, good, good, yeah. So if you can indulge me a few minutes, I'll show you some videos. Let me get control of the screen back. Let me know if you guys can see this. Hopefully you can. Okay, so can you see this? Yes. Okay. Can you hear sound? No. No. Okay. Oh, well. Here's the first example. Wow. How's that? Here's a plane. Uh, this is the reason <laughs> why don't build your plane with balsa landing gear. Oh! Is that what that was? Yes. It's got balsa wood landing gear, and huh. that's why you don't do that. It's also got foam. Can you see my mouse? I don't know if you can. No. The fuselage is made out of uh, the three-quarter inch foam you get at Home Depot. Well, what's wrong with that? A lot oh, of that, airplanes are that way. That's interesting. Oh, where's my? Yeah, it seems like a very low tech approach, at least externally. 
Yeah, very low tech. It had separate ailerons. I don't know if you saw that between the wings, kind of like a Curtis. Uh, here's oh, another okay. one. I don't remember this team. Uh, this one. So that they, you have a student that holds the plane and it runs up. It's got an electric motor with a 1,000 watt power limit. At least last Is time. Is he wearing a mask? Yes, they were. SAE was handing out these masks, and so a lot of kids were wearing it. And I don't know why. It wasn't really that cold, but they. Some of it was maybe a little chilly for some. And here's one, uh, and I can't see what team that is. Uh, they, they've got inside of there is little tennis balls that they use as a payload and and a lead weight. And so uh, they get extra points for as many tennis balls as they can shove in there, and then also points for lifting weights as well. And so this one took off and actually looked like a pretty good flight, but – if I remember correctly, it doesn't really end that well. It's a spin the dramatic killing music. me. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny. I was watching our essay. Oh, oh no. I can see it dropping. Yeah, um, behind trees. I have a pretty good uh, video that we released. Was it two, three years ago? Yeah. Oh, just like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Somebody's a little bit behind. Oh, so, so you're I'm watching. guessing those aren't three EDFs on this micro. Oh, I see. Lee's watching the YouTube, which is a has a delay. Uh, delay. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So here's a micro, and uh, the micro class is interesting this year because normally they have to pull them apart and put them together within a quick amount of time. But you see, there's three tubes underneath it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the payload, and it varied. You can basically the more tubes you can shove into the thing, the more points you get. And I don't know if there was a limit or not, or the size. I couldn't remember the exact rules, but some had one tube, some had four tubes. And so these are very small. They have a very limited power system. This is, this is, as you saw the guy hand launching it. Yeah. It seems like uh, the tubes are monkeying with their lateral stability. Yeah. These things, were, were, a lot of them are very marginal on stability. You know, this one has a nice polyhedral wing. It's still kind of waffling. And uh, this one actually was a good flight. He had, uh, he comes in, although the landing is kind of funny. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it's like, Dutch roll from start Whoa. to finish. Yeah. <laughs> hey, nothing. Hey, nothing fell off. I mean, that, yeah. One of the penalties. Good. So awesome. Yeah, that was a good now, flight. They, now I have to say, when I first saw this video, I was really hoping they were putting items in the tubes. You know, they had to like drop them. So I was hoping for some new rules. You know, let's yeah. let's use bomber micros. <laughs> I thought so too, but I think the tubes were these are PVC tubes, so they're they were heavy enough as it was for the size of the plane. So this one, I just thought this was funny. Watch this guy's stance. This guy's got the kung fu grip. It's like here. a javelin. <laughs> I think this was the Polish team. And I just thought it was funny. This guy's like, these guys are dead serious. Uh, Can't argue with that launch. Yeah. I don't think there's anything else remarkable with that flight. Let me go off to the other one. <laughs> yeah, we're just looking at the guy's stance. Yeah, the yeah, that yeah, was funny. Uh, let's see if I can remember this one here. Oh, yeah. Okay. Here's another hand launch. So it's now... The, the yellow hat is a club pilot? Um, the, the pilots vary between club pilots or pilots that came with the team. You had your choice. Okay. So you can have a they, – they weren't strict on a pilot, as long as it's somebody who kind of knew how to fly. If the team came and didn't have a pilot, then they would be designated a club pilot. So I would guess in those situations, those planes had never flown before. Some have, some haven't. Yeah. So this one – is this a twin? No. Oh, yeah, I think it is a twin. With four tubes, you see the tubes are different lengths, and yeah, this one, um, yes. So, man, watch. I'm just waiting for that thing to go five feet in front of him and go straight down. 
<laughs> You've seen this before. <laughs> I feel like Johnny Carson when he holds the envelope to his head. <laughs> it's like the motors are running backwards. <laughs> or or <laughs> one's pulling, one's pushing. You never know. Oh, it, it, it may have been the case. Here's a couple more. And here's another one. Uh, oh, oh, here's oh. one that's got a lot of load. Oh, golly. <laughs> This is, and by the way, we're not laughing at their misfortune. We we can no, only laugh no, because we've all been the there. Jeez, yeah. I mean, the pilot must be but yes. pushing, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm making diamonds in this. I man. can picture the body English right there. <laughs> Me too. I was like, <laughs> and that's everybody in the crowd. Yeah. So you know, these are made by students that may not have even touched a model airplane before, and so they've, they're designing these things literally by the book. And so sometimes stability is very marginal. Sometimes structure is very marginal. And sometimes the things are beautiful. Uh, and this one looked like it was waffling with a good flight. Uh, but then uh, at the very end. Oh, no. Oh. Yeah, it's pretty sad. No yeah. points for you. It's like almost a good flight. So close. That breaks my heart. Yeah. But the, the only the constellation is a lot of times they will fix these things. Uh, sometimes for the next round. Sometimes overnight. Uh, I saw a plane once, uh, Raymond and I went, I think in Georgia, one time they headed up there. And uh, there was a plane about this size, literally turned itself into sticks. They were picking it up and putting it in plastic bags. And they worked overnight, nonstop, and rebuilt the thing and flew it the next day. Wow. And, man, it was like, you know, we, we wanted to, to, to salute and cheer them and bow. And like, <laughs> we're not worthy. You guys, that was just fantastic. Yeah. I remember when we all went to this event a couple of years ago, I was joking because every team had these gigantic bottles of CA in their pits. <laughs> That's why. In a little pump dispenser. Okay, so this is the one of the advanced class. So this one actually has a glider underneath it, and I think it has a bomb drop on it. Uh, I don't know if this one, I don't think this one actually dropped a bomb this time, but you can see there's a little glider. Oops, a little bump you take off. Uh, so this is an example of the advanced class. These guys are is a team effort. So you got one pilot, you got somebody who has a, a real-time video downlink that's transmitted to some laptops, and they communicate. They say, okay, come around, turn left, turn right. You're going too fast. You're going too slow. There's GPS guidance. There's telemetry. Uh, it's really sophisticated. Man, are I they... don't know about you guys, but I'm looking at that left aileron, you know, go full up, and that plane did not turn yet. <laughs> I mean, it was like, I ain't going left. I ain't rolling left. There were, there were a few times where planes would turn one direction a lot better than they would turn another direction. And this yeah, one looked like, like it's just going struggling. over the lake. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, struggling. Oh, no kidding, man. Yeah. So are the motherships nitro or electric? Are, everything's electric this year. I should point okay. that out. It's the yeah. first year, I think, at least in Fort Worth, that everything was electric. There's no more fuel powered planes. Yeah, Everest Jaw is another issue. There's a glider. Oh, oh. <laughs> I think he just wanted to leave. It's <laughs> getting nauseous. Some, some of the gliders flew better than others. That one was basically a dead drop. Did it have like pop out wings or something? Um, that one, no, I think it just was not a very well designed glider. Okay. That well, said, there was one that had two gliders and it was beautiful. They dropped these two little gliders and they flew in formation almost perfectly and they overflew the, the uh, target area, and they did a perfect 180-degree turn in coordination and landed in a target area all autonomously. Oh, wow. The crowd went wild. It was beautiful. It was really, really nice. Good engineering work on them. Huh. Uh, I so think it was uh, – what's that? 
I was going to say, for those of y'all watching on YouTube, this is, it's a little jittery and, you know, we're, we're just sharing this because this is the first we've even seen it, but hopefully Mr. Fitz will have a really cool, cool compiled uh, compilation of this stuff for us to share soon. Yeah. So I've been busy with some of my other videos, but hopefully I can get something together to show. We don't need your excuses. Oh, well, hey, <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it was, it was a lot of fun. Uh, it was really good events and really all really interesting designs from the kids. Uh, I think the winners was a team from China, uh, Texas A&M and one of the Canadian teams. I forgot which one they were. Uh, oh, speaking of Canadian, <laughs> I saw the most Canadian thing at the end of the event. After the event, the teams a lot of times will gather and have group photos with themselves or or their fellow teammates and and sister teams and that kind of stuff. And one of the Canadian teams had a hockey stick with a Canadian flag attached to it, and he was holding it up. <laughs> it was the funniest thing. <laughs> uh, uh, so I can't even think of anything else. There were some interesting designs. There was a plane that had uh, there was a flying oh one of the micros I didn't show you was basically a flying wing and first flight didn't end well but they put it back together and ended up flying really well in the subsequent rounds and there was another micro that had spoiler rods was it micro no it was full size it was standard class it had spoiler rods and it worked really well it was really nice hmm. uh what else do we have anything else that stood out to me well describe your near miss oh try to well i don't know it's such so traumatic i don't really <laughs> remember all that much of it uh, it was one of the, I think the standard class ones and it happened. It started taking off. Did it take off? And it ve basically, <laughs> I like how he said, did it take off? <laughs> I remember did it leave yeah, I see so many planes when I'm doing the event and it's, it's kind of all muddled. Basically we had a plane as it took off, it veered, uh, off the runway straight into me. Uh, and <laughs> you know, admittedly I was taking pictures of it. So I was a little bit slow in getting out of the way. And so, but it missed me by maybe, I don't know, a foot. Did you get good shots? Uh, I got a couple good shots of it. Yeah. Was it like our B-17 episode at Bomber? Uh, <laughs> kind of, yes. Um, though actually, there was another plane that was very much like the B-17. It went up and kind of rolled over and crashed behind the pits. <clears throat> uh, not quite into the crowd, but between the crowd and the pits or the pilot stand. Uh, and, and it got wrecked pretty bad. I got some pictures of that. Uh, and it was one of the bigger ones too, that had happened. So uh, it happens and they try to maintain a safety line. People stay behind the fence and they warn people if something's going wild. Uh, so, but it wasn't too bad. It ended up being pretty good. Lots of rounds were flown, lots of different teams from all over the world. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. Uh, so as usual, had a good time. The weather was fairly decent. The pictures I showed you, I think, were in the morning, so it was kind of murky, but it cleared up later in the day. Uh, oh, it was funny. When we were, as we're flying, I, I look up and I see one of those. Uh, what's that? The trainer cherry that's uh, has Chinese markings. Sometimes it's Russian made. China made it under. Uh, it's a low wing, radial engined. The Nanchang CJ six. Yeah, somebody had one of those, a real one, mm -hmm. and he started doing aerobatics over the field with it. It's actually Chinese made. Is it Chinese? Okay, I thought it was mm -hmm. Russian uh, heritage. But yeah, somebody had one of those in the area, and I look up and I see the guy's doing loops and rolls a couple thousand feet up over. The... I was like, well, that's interesting. Show off. She was showing off, yeah. There's <laughs> a big crowd of people down there. So, oh, yeah, watch this. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I don't want to linger on this too long. Uh, it was, a, again, it's a fascinating event. And if again, if it's in your area, California is next in April in the L.A. area. Look it up. If you're in the area, check it out. 
So none of these teams will be there, right? It's all new teams? Uh, no, you can do both if I understand oh. it correctly. Okay. Probably not, but you never know. I think yeah, I would assume know. there's a huge cost involved for a team to go. Yes, yeah. A lot of these teams, uh, they have big trailers. There's a lot of rental cars and just logistics. I think once they do one, that's enough. And you said Embry-Riddle was not there? They were not there, no. Uh, I don't know why. Well, like I said before, since it's held in Florida... Every other year, I guess they may wait. Riddle's been there before in the past, but I, I don't know. Yeah, don't maybe they'll be at the Western one from the Prescott campus. Yeah. Now, Which is pretty surprising because when we were there, it was actually very heavily activated. We had we would have half a dozen teams. Oh, wow. Almost. Yeah, yeah. when it was in DeLand. Right. Yeah, was, that makes sense. Yeah, it was close. Half-hour drive. Um, are you going to – or have you ever been or will you go to the California one? Uh, Raymond and I were talking about it. We were trying to organize that, but it looks like it's not going to work out this year. Uh, but yeah, we had a series, very serious discussion on getting out to, for me to get out there to California with him. Raymond does. He's, he goes out there, but okay. I wasn't. So, uh, yeah, Raymond, at, was it uh, Flycam DFW is his Twitter handle? Yeah. Uh, he was weird. Me and him and I were posting stuff as events was going on. Uh, well, surprisingly, Venezuela was there. They had a Venezuelan team. I thought they were out of money. food. <laughs> exactly. It's like Venezuela's here. I think they had, they had like one person, I think, one or two people in the wow. micro class. Wow. And I was extremely surprised because, you know, it's, if you don't know, if you don't follow, you know, uh, what do you call News. it? News. International, international politics. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Venezuela is, is both literally and figuratively a dumpster fire. And uh, I actually have a, a couple of really good friends that live there, and they tell me some of the stories. And I really seriously fear for them and uh they it's a big uh big deal what's going on down there huh. but anyways but it's good to see at least they, somebody can get out of there and they're still doing something right. uh anyways right, well, speaking of going to california should we uh reveal our november plans even slightly i'm just going to say it continue we're, on terry we're planning to go to ama expo west in november Yay! <laughs> so that'll be fun. It should be. It'll be awesome. <laughs> Amazing. And, and we're reaching out to those few out there. So Tony Accurso, <laughs> we're coming out your way. Right. And Chris Wolf. Chris Wolf, we're coming your way. Yeah. So come on, guys. Let's get together. Let's hang out. Yeah. So more to come on that. We're just in the beginning stages of pulling all the logistics together on that. But that's our plan. Do we need to catch up on the chats? Oh, no one's talking to us. I did post that <laughs> because we're going to the swap meet story. And shortly I asked some people to uh, like, give us a list of some of their swap meet purchases. Like if they were fun, interesting, all that jazz. So when we start doing our swap meet, I'll, I'll chime back in. I don't mm. think I have any other questions here for us. So. Mm. All right. Uh, Delta dart made a good point though. He says riddle at Prescott does the AIAA competition. That's oh, and that's a different one. Yeah, I know AIAA is a different, <clears throat> different yeah, organization, organization, but I and, didn't know they had RC-related competition. Hey, just FYI, Joe Vermillion just chimed in and said he will be at AMA Expo West. Mm. So let's awesome. go anyway. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what's next? Where do we want to go off? I have do swap, meet. swap meet stuff. All right, swap meet. So we've had several swap meets in the past couple of weeks, haven't we? Yeah, all three right. of us. Oh, all, and, Lee's been to one too. 
Well, kind of. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> As a one-on-one swap meet. <laughs> but no, start with yours, Terry. Start with you because we've been dying to see this stuff. You have not shown right. us photo. That's again, guys. If you were new to our show, Terry tells us like, you know, hey, I got something. I'm not going to tell you until the show right. airs. You'll never guess what I bought, <laughs> and I won't tell you. And I won't tell you. <laughs> so yeah. this will be the first time for us to see it. So take it away, Terry. All right. So last weekend on Saturday, I went to the SWAT meet in Canandaigua, which is about an hour and a half east of me, just east of Rochester. And this is a SWAT meet that I went to last year as well. And I went with the purpose of not only selling a few things, but I also wanted to see if I could find some some of those old electrics that I like so much because I did find some there last year. And I did things a little bit differently this year. My wife and daughter went with me because they wanted to cruise around Canandaigua. And also my son went with me to help me sell stuff. So it was kind of a family affair. My other daughter was at some school function that day. But uh, anyway, so we all went out there and it was good that I had help because there's a lot of people at this thing and it's kind of a crowded parking lot. So everybody grabbed stuff and we got everything moved inside pretty quickly and found a table and got set up. And as soon as I put my stuff down, um, people were asking about stuff. So I sold one of my planes like that. I don't think it even hit the table. before. <laughs> right out of your hand? Yeah, and it was one that I kind of brought <laughs> as an afterthought. It was a little indoor flyer. I want to interrupt because that reminded me of Weatherford. When we went to Weatherford, all those people hanging out uh, right. at the, the door. And you were like, just doing this when you came yeah. into this door. <laughs> yeah. um, so anyway, I sold one right away, and then things kind of settled down. And by the end of the day, I'd sold four, air four airplanes, which was fine with me. And uh, I had bought eight. <laughs> and, <laughs> I mean, I still came home with more money than I went with, but I also came home with a lot more airplanes than I went with. And the and word that's sucker on your forehead. No, 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 no. I, I was smiling the whole way home. <laughs> well, the other guys were calling you a sucker. Did you Maybe. see what he paid? <laughs> well, I got $2 for that. <laughs> I've told you before, I, I think I'm lucky because I like a lot of the stuff that other people don't even give a second glance to. So... As I was still loading stuff, like bringing stuff in from my car to set up at the table, I kept walking by this table that the club that hosted, the Canandaigua Sky Chiefs, I think. They have a table set up in the front where they sell stuff that's been either donated or from an estate, something like that. Um, and I kept walking by that. And one time I walked by and I noticed there was a puddle master there. You may remember remember the puddle master that I bought at the AMA Expo. So I'm like, ooh, I should go look at that just for comparison's sake. So finally, once I got settled, I went over there and looked at it, and it looked really good, and it had an $8 price tag on it. And I'm not sure if it had ever flown, but it was nice and clean, and it didn't have any gear in it, no motor, no servos, but a nice, clean, well-built airframe that was already covered. So I already decided right then and there I was going to buy it. And then started looking at other stuff on the table, and made a package deal and got three airplanes in my first purchase. So it was that Puddle Master. <coughs> and can you see it behind me? Is this it? Yeah. yeah, it's this guy right here. Um, have you ever seen that color monocoat before? It's like lavender, purple. Oh, we can't tell. It's washed out. Yeah, it's pretty washed yeah. out. It looks white almost. Well, the fuselage is white. Uh, like Easter, it's an Easter lavender. Uh yeah. <laughs> can you see that? Wow. Yeah. But it's nice. And like I said, it's well built. The wrinkles are in it a little bit. I know it's been around for a while because this is an exit hole for an antenna. 
<laughs> I remember those. Yeah, but I'm I'm pretty much convinced that it's never flown before. It's just so clean. What's underneath? So, you had something like black underneath the wing. Here? Yeah, I can't. Okay. Well, your mic your microphone's blocking. I can't oh, see. There you go. Um, that's an interesting aspect of it that I'll have to change. You know, these have tip floats to help stabilize uh, it on the water. Okay. And this person had built it with the tip floats to be removable, and it's Velcro on there, and. Eh, it's not really that stable. So I'll play with it and see if I can get it to work better. But otherwise, I'll just find a better way to attach them. So that. But anyway, in my first round, I got that Puddle Master. I got one of the old um, Fly Zone Albatross models, the World War One fighter. And that one, the airframe is really beat up. Um, but I just wanted the electronics out of it anyway. So for a few bucks, I got another set of ultra micro running gear and I got another airplane that I wasn't really into at the time, but since getting at home, I've really warmed up to it. Where did I put it? Oh, here it is. This is Terry's show and tell time. It is. And I'm so excited about him. So, <laughs> I know he is. Wow. So this is the one. And I asked you guys about this via text the other day, trying to figure out what it was. And so it's a complete model, well-built, and I'm sure it's flown. It's got some damage. The only damage I could see is that the vertical stabilizer is loose. Well, That's just a little. Fix. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's an easy fix. And the landing gear could use some tweaks. But but really, it's nice and clean and well-built, and it's got a nice starburst pattern. Um, so, again, I only paid a few bucks for this. And it's got a castle speed control in it. So, I mean, how can you lose? But here's the cool part, because I didn't know at the time. I thought it was a modern airplane, but... And asking around, Thayer Syme was the guy who told me what it is. And it's actually a hair engineering, that's H-E-R-R -R engineering, mm -hmm. um, from back in the day. They used to have this series of planes that were direct drive brushed 280-powered airplanes. Oh, direct so had, drive on a 280? Yeah, so a yeah, 280 with cool. a Gunther prop and I think six cells. They had oh, a whole yeah, series of Gunther props. Yeah. yeah, so they had uh, this one, the Mini Sport or something. Is that what it's called? I think it's called a Mini Sport which is, it's got ailerons, four channel. Um, they had a sailplane looking thing. They had a cub and some other high wing trainer looking thing, just whole series that used that same power system. So without knowing, I bought this airplane that's right from that uh, time period that I really like. So this one's already been upgraded to brushless, but it's not really appropriate for this plane. And I think it's got a bent shaft. So I'll swap out the motor, but keep the rest of the other stuff. And this guy will be ready to go. It'll be a nice model. And but hits wait, keep on coming. There's more. Yeah. How much would you pay? <laughs> so I bought that stuff and I went and took it back and stored it under my table and then started walking around a little bit later. And that was the beauty of having my son there. He manned the booth to sell my stuff and I was able to go looking around. So I went back to that same table and <laughs> paying him cost you more than the planes you paid for. Yeah. <laughs> I, no, it worked out really well. <laughs> my um, son would have asked for more money. <laughs> well, I, I gave him a lump sum just for showing up and helping me. And then I said, you can have a percentage of what we sell. And it, it worked out well for him. He made pretty good money that day and he was happy to have it. And I was happy to have the help. So it was capitalism at its finest. So anyway, I got that stuff stored it over at my table, walked around some more, went back to that same club table just a few minutes later, and there was another Puddle Master there. 
<laughs> they're like, where did that come from? <laughs> hey guys, did you see that guy pick up a puddle master? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's throw another one on the table. See if he takes it. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure they had a whole trailer full of them. But I'm guessing it was built by the same person because it just looks like the same sort of build quality and all that. So nicely built stuff. Wait, was but, it canary yellow? No. <laughs> Here, I'll I'll give you a sneak peek. It's red, red and white. And this one uses rubber bands on the tip floats, which again, I'm not crazy about. But here's the cool thing about it. It has twin speed 400s on the wing. Oh, me oh, likey. Yeah. So it doesn't have that pylon up top with the... Oh, but you motor. lost me with the power pole. Oh, well, funny, that's only on the motor side. Hey. <laughs> hey. But yeah, there is one other person that uses it. I resemble that remark. So obviously the person who built that kit had a very high quality and high taste. <laughs> right. So um, I'm going to build this plane around these power poles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and just, it's uh, it's kind of neat. They made it look a little bit like a turboprop, and these are functional air exhaust on here. I don't know if you oh, can see that. Oh, now, yeah, raise it up a little higher, right in front of your um, face. We don't even uh, see your face. Uh, in front of so, your face. And there we go. Yeah, see, much better. Uh, yes. <laughs> it's like trying to cut your own hair in the mirror. <laughs> He's going to knock the there microphone. Oh, wow. right. So there you no, go. no, those aren't vents. Those are rocket engine. Ten millimeter EDFs in there. There you go. <laughs> um, oh, and another thing, it has ailerons. Can you see this? They're very or thin, but or as Fitz says, ailerons. 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 So anyway, I was super excited to get that, and again, I paid next to nothing for it. Um, so this is going to be a lot of fun, and I think I'm going to keep this brushed. Uh, I've said that before, but yeah, we'll see. I mean, how much power does it really need? Ooh, I don't know. That not much. Yeah. So have you have you ever attempted to empty the can and put a brushless motor inside just to? We've talked about that to emulate that it's brushed and put, just to mess yeah, with people, make it a sleeper. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've tossed around ideas for that. Maybe three D print just an outer shell of like a, a Astro Cobalt or something. I've seen people uh, do it with Cox 049s and, yeah, right, and, right. and like run a shaft or something, but I've never seen it like a can conversion. Yeah. So I haven't given up on the idea, but I don't know. Once I get into the nuts and bolts of making this thing fly, that that part of it seems to fade in my interest. Mm. So anyway, so uh, two Puddle Masters so far. And also our buddy Christopher Breams was there and I bought an old Flyzone F86 from him. It, I say old, it's old airplane, but it, brand new in the box and with that came parts it looks like enough parts electronics and airframe wise to build a whole other f86 so um yeah i've got all that oh and i've got one more thing i'll show you and i was excited to see this again this was another thing i guess they just kept adding items to this club table i walked by a little bit later on and found this a new in package uh, flight test simple scout kit so oh, I've been yeah. wanting to build one of those, and bam, there it was. So I have two in packages right there that I need to get it working on. Which models do you have? I have the Spitfire okay. and the Storch. Okay. And Fitz, did you ever build your Vigan? No, I haven't. It's oh, very easy, I think. Oh, is that I what it was? I thought you I had a Vigan. don't think I got a Vigan. I have a very e easy. I, I thought you had the very easy that somebody else built and gave you. Yes, that's after I bought a new box kit. <laughs> oh, <I see>. okay. <laughs> so now I have two. Gotcha. Right. So, um, yeah, I'm hoping, well, 
I will be a fool if I don't have this ready for Flight Fest. <laughs> you can quote me on that. Um, but I actually bought a supply of foam board from my Dollar Tree a few days ago because I have some ideas of other stuff I want to build for a Flight Fest. So we'll see if I'm able to pull it together. Um, but yeah, I think that's everything that I bought from... Oh, no, no, there was one more thing. And <laughs> actually, the model I paid the most for. Um, I bought one of the old, uh, I guess they're E-Flight, Ultra Micro ASK-21. It's a... You know, long high aspect ratio glider. Mm. But the reason I got it is because it has a built-in tow release. So you can use a high start or you can aero tow with it. Oh, nice. And you guys know I've been toying with ultra micro aero tow. So uh, I've got a model that's made for it now. Wow. And maybe that's everything I bought. I might be forgetting something, but you get the gist of it. I had a great day. Bought home a lot of fun toys. Awesome. Yeah. And so thanks to the... Canandaigua Sky Chiefs, you put on a great show. And it's fun there because they do have an auction, but it's just regular swap meet earlier in the day, and then they do the auction later. And I don't particularly care to put my stuff in auctions. I don't know why. I prefer the swap meet format. So uh, I appreciate that they have both, and it's five bucks to get in, whether you're buying or selling, and that's cheap. Ooh. So yeah, I really like the format and the, the facilities and the way they pull together. So I imagine I'll be going back next year too. Awesome. And Fitz, you would be impressed because I kind of feel like I did at the AMA Expo. When I left there, I knew that there was stuff I didn't go and look at. And there was one person there who had a table and it looked like they packaged the Hobby Lobby catalog from 1999 and spread it out on the table. It was really <laughs> cool. There was a bunch of multiplex uh, bits and pieces and... I don't know if you remember when model motors first came out with some of the brushless stuff, they had these planetary gearboxes for speed four hundreds and that's oh, really? motor. a bunch of those. And I was like, Ooh, I, there was a time when I really wanted these. And as I looked at them, I couldn't think of an application now, but just really neat stuff. And I you wish know, I'd had more time to, they to didn't have the option where they just give you a brown bag and you, as long as you can fill it up. <laughs> oh, oh man, I would have been all over that. <laughs> oh man. I actually was thinking, Oh, Wish you had told me. I actually might have been interested in some of those planetary gearboxes, but that's all right. No big deal. Well, I, if I can find the source, I'll let you know. But yeah. They had a bunch of them. It was literally a cardboard box full of all this stuff that oh, yeah. you know, somebody dug through Hobby Lobby's shed. <laughs> uh, neat. Yeah. All right. That's all I have to say about that. It's you went to a swap meet, or you had a swap meet, rather. Uh, yeah, we had a swap meet from our club, the Johnson Space Center Rail Control Club, had their swap meet last weekend, I think. And uh, it's a, a small, quaint swap meet, but we have it every year to help raise some funds. And we usually have some interesting stuff show up. Uh, now, and, let me ask, because for your fly-ins, you have to coordinate guests ahead of time. But for the right. swap meet, you're not inside the gates, right? Yeah, we're outside the gates. This is at the public okay. facility, the Gilroo Center, if you remember correct, if you remember the uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. grid. They have outdoor pavilions there, and it's open to the public. And so we just basically reserve one of the pavilions, and we have some uh, breakfast and coffee, and just kind of show up and uh, pay your five bucks and either have a table or whatever. And so I actually brought a several planes to try to sell off. And I, I was, surprisingly enough, I sold off a couple of planes. Yeah. Uh, so I am at least two planes less and they were pretty big planes so i cleared up some space and i still got more to get rid of but as a start did and you buy anything i was a good boy i only bought 
two things or three things. <laughs> See, I was gonna say if you said it was a good boy, I didn't buy anything. I said no, 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 that's a no, bad boy. No, right. So good, well, you bought, <laughs> you bought yes, but I spent less than ten dollars. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I bought a, an old retrack servo, one of those old Futabo, was it one thirty sixes or whatever. They're they're low profile mechanical retrack servos. They do one hundred eighty degrees slowly. Uh, uh, it was really it was really cheap, and I thought I. I still have some mechanical retracts here. In fact, I still have a plane that has me mechanical retracts. So, uh, made of stone. No, they work great. <laughs> Once you spend some time setting them up, they work fine. They're very reliable. Uh, and I bought a couple of one of the club members had some um, uh, metal spinners, Ooh. really really cheap. And normally spinners are pretty pricey, so yeah. I picked them up. They, they got a little bit of oxidation on them, but I think I can clean them up and get them nice. Yeah. Just but, put a little bit of Fitz fuel on it. That's all you need. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Leo, paint him for you. He's good at that. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just said a bad word. <laughs> uh, so it was a pretty good turnout? Um, it was moderate. Um, I think we had some issues with advertisements, so it was sort of not as well advertised as we would like it. But um so it was probably a little bit light for this year, but it actually pretty high quality for what we had. We had another guy brought in a whole bunch of planes. We had some really good deals and really nice stuff and some other random things. So uh, for being the size it was, it was pretty good. Uh, so, uh, so it was worth it. You know, I'm not yeah. going to complain. This is an annual event? Yes, every year. Check mm -hmm. out uh, jscrcc.com website. Usually this time of year in March, we have it, and so uh, it's a, been a club staple for forever. I think the club you mentioned auctions. People tell me that the club used to have auctions too, uh, but that's before my time. I never saw it, but they said it was actually fairly popular. Yeah, I remember when I first joined that club, they were still doing that, and yeah, it was popular for a while, and then for some reason it just kind of died off, and it got mm. to where. It was very much a buyer's market. If you're trying to sell something, you pretty much had to give it away in the auction. Oh, okay. So and I think that's when they stopped doing it, and then they came mm. back with the swap meet a few years later. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, that well, Georgetown auction was, they were trying to give stuff away. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> well, I guess I should mention, speaking of swap, uh, from the AMA Expo East, right? My yes. uh, uh, Habu 32, which is right over here, as a matter of fact. Your Habu 32 story. Did you, did you get it all prettied up? Well, I did do some repair on it. You can see it. So I fixed up. Ooh, ah. Yeah, look at this see. Look at this baby. Uh, hey, so five I, bucks for that, right? <laughs> not much more. Not, not a whole lot more than five bucks. I got a really good steal on this thing. Right, uh, Biden Fly. It's got a receiver in it with Damn. a satellite. So it's going to need some TLC. I don't think it's ever flown. I, I, there's a lot of nitpicks in it as I take it, took it apart. Uh, so it's going to, I need to go through it with a fine tooth comb before I ever even attempt to fly it. Uh, but I did fix up the split. I don't know if you can see it, but it had a split in it here. Oh, so I, I glued it together the other night. So it's glued together. It looks pretty good. Uh, I think I'm going to paint a, uh, what will look like a de-icing stripe on it to hide it. And that should look good. Put the wings back together. No, uh, no other damage besides that seam. Uh, I saw some minor cracks, stress cracks in the fiberglass on the vertical here, and uh, a minor chip 
somewhere else, but it's again, it's all cosmetic, and you have to really. I'm not. I'm not too concerned about it. Yeah. Uh, right. But it's it's it got banging around a little bit, but it's okay. I was worried about the nose because the nose I thought might get crushed. The nose is perfect. So. All right. It has had an interesting travel from yeah New yeah we, back to Houston. We had to pull the wings off, and fortunately, it's a really nice design aspect is the tail comes off. So the. Well, the horizontal <laughs> so does the canopy. <laughs> canopy. No, the the the. Um, can you see this? Yes. Yep. The tail. You can slide. The horizontal tails off. It's a it feature. Help. It's a feature. No, no, they're held up by two small screws. <laughs> Let's don't forget the screws. Yeah. So there's a little carbon spars. You can you can for transport. It's really nice it's, design. Did I, ever, did I ever tell you at Bomber one time? Guy was flying one of the big B-17s. He forgot to put his uh, main spar screws in. Ooh. And when that thing landed, he had a gap of about half an inch. <laughs> but he landed. He did That's land. Good. But, man, we, <laughs> when we saw that gap, we was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. So please don't forget to put those screws in. <laughs> yeah, I'll put them back in. I was, I was always wanted one of these habus, not the foam one. This is the actual fiberglass and wood one. And I wanted one of these specifically because uh, I've seen a lot of people really hop these things up and get them really fast. It's a really fast airframe as for a sport jet. And so I thought it'd be nice to have just one jet that's super fast. I have a Avanti, which is great as a sport jet and aerobatic, but uh, for, for pure all-out speed, uh, I understand it's hard to beat these Habus. Oh, you're going to change the speed controller, though, right? You said you it was just uh, probably stock and it needs, needs yeah. more oomph? Yeah, it's got an ADF speed controller, and that's probably marginal. 200. Uh, <laughs> uh, I have a 160 amp speed controller, so that can handle up to I think 612s or something. So yeah, uh, we'll see. I don't know what the it's got the stock fan and motor in it, so it's probably only so much I can do without changing out the fan system. Cool. But so, it was such a sweet deal, I had to take it. All right, How so about I'm, you, gonna, Lee? I'm gonna touch on my little swap meet and then we'll finish yeah. up with uh, all the stuff that's gonna be happening. It looks like this weekend. Um hey, let's not forget a, the giveaway too. Oh, that too. Uh a shout out to our friend Ben Warren. He runs his new shop called uh Alwood Custom Designs. Uh for those of you who may have heard our show in the past, but he's been on our show before, he's been on another podcast, but he's got a huge CNC machine. He's works with a lot of wood, he's really moved away from RC to the wood making stuff and it's his stuff is beautiful and you got to go to his website we'll have links on our podcast but anyway ben called me up and said hey lee I'm, i need more room <laughs> for wood so i'm and getting rid of some of my models so my little one-on-one -on -one swap meet which is what i was going to share with you guys are some of the things i got from ben and the, the fun stuff is that uh, i also got stuff for austin so uh when you were showing that uh was it the t280 the v280 was that what it was the the, the new osprey yeah yeah well, what it made me think about is that, can you believe this? In 40-something in years of modeling, I've never owned a V-tail. What? I have never, ever flown a V-tail. But uh, this is the Thunder Tiger E-Hawk 1400 that Ben just said it was a great flyer. He just didn't have time for it. It had some minor damage. I had to fix the, uh, the mounting system. It broke the tail off. This whole piece came off. And that's oh, all I had. I, I didn't have the lavender, so I went with red. And this is like, um, I think I told Terry, this is like 1982 red. <laughs> is, I, I went to the very, very back of my Monaco box. But is it well-aged red? It, yes, yeah. But it's, it's you know, transparent. But it's a neat little glider. He's, he said he's floated at best and just loves to take this out and 
Uh, I got it for a steal, and I just, you know, I had to make some minor changes to it, but nothing, nothing spectacular. But I'm excited to fly my first detail. So, what kind of power system? It is a little bit of what 28 millimeter brushless motor. Runs on okay. a 3s 1300. You nice. could probably put a bigger motor in there, but a uh, bigger battery. But the CG was had to really push that battery back. So, oh, back. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, I'm wondering if that one was originally brushed or if they were always brushless. Um, gosh, I, I don't know. It could have been brushed for all of yeah. for that matter. But it looks uh, nice and festive. And then if you give me half a second, I'm going to go. Of course, you know what I just realized? I've had fits on the screen the whole time. <laughs> no, one, no one else saw that. Uh, it was all me. But anyway, so for those of you who I apologize, I had fits uh, selected. This is the this is the little glider I got. So I'm sorry if y'all were looking, looking at the old screen, but. Off, but I like uh, little power gliders and you know LMR stuff, so this should be, should be fun. He said it's very, very uh, festive, I guess, in the sky. But okay, here's the fun one. This is for Matthew Vaudrin. Hold on, wait, hold on. Does that glider have ailerons? <sighs> I've been denied. <laughs> what happened? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it walks off the screen. <laughs> Where are you, Lee? All right, my, my cord wasn't long enough. Okay. Is that a rocket in the back? Oh, yeah. I'll talk about that, too, in a second. But Ben worked with Matthew Vaudrin on building the uh, the bus and the B-17s. And this was their prototype of the bus. I think I mentioned it. We may have had a photo of it. I think I even posted the video. But Austin's painting it to be the, the battle bus from Fortnite. <laughs> but it's just, it's just kind of cool. I mean, it's... I mean, Austin was so excited to get this. I mean, his eyes were just like, oh, my God, I can't wait to put that together. <laughs> so I, it has flown, and he's painting it, so it's, it's, it's got a lot of work to do. But uh, that was fun. Cool. Um, but, uh, yeah, for, for those of you, Ben's, Ben's stuff is really cool. His woodworking stuff. I think I might get him to do a couple of projects for me um, for Boy Scouts. So we're Sorry, talking ben. ornate-type wood carvings. Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool doesn't stuff. he make some speaker housings, too? He does. does. He still do that. Okay. Yeah. yeah I've oh, hold seen on. Pictures I, of those. I got his uh, website up here. Let me show it for a second. Oh, cool. Let me click on fit so he can stay up. There you go. There we go. So, there. yeah, it looks like uh, wow, there's some neat stuff. It is. I like yeah. those speaker housings. Isn't that cool? Uh, is that here in the middle? Yeah, that's a yeah. center channel speaker. There's a picture of one somewhere that's finished and. Oh, he's got placards, uh, trophy-looking things. Yeah. Oh, so look, the glider. Yeah. See the glider in the oh, back? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's <is>. mine now. <laughs> That's mine. <laughs> oh, check out that uh, Seahawk. Yeah. Hey, right, guys, Ooh. this is when he, like, first moved in, because his shop does not look anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Ben, but you and I know both know that room has never been that clean again. <laughs> hey, hey, Ben, we got to talk about that Seahawk. Yeah. Uh, uh, what uh, is this yeah. thing here? Just, just shell looking thing uh, i think it's a it's a speaker i think it's a speaker housing oh, really Ooh, yeah. even better yeah well so, look at that. this is not ben's hour he's not paying us for us to commercialize it, well, <laughs> you brought it up. maybe maybe we'll send him a bill i wasn't going to talk about him all day <laughs> so yes that's ben so you asked about the rocket let me cover that real quick um you know guys the hobby's fun i'm sure some of y'all do rc stuff but i thought this was cool uh my uh son's cub scout patrol pack whatever is uh doing the model rocketry thing so huh. i picked these up for a steal this was on 
Estes's Facebook page, they had a sale on these. These are normally like $29 because it's the rocket and the stand. I got these for 14 bucks a piece. Hmm. And it comes with, let me go, little finger there. It comes with a little glider, release glider too. What? Yes. Bring it closer to the camera, please. Let me see if I can clip there. There you go. Very So cool. it's a little bitty foam glider. And I said to myself, that's going to be upsized and RC. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take this into a D engine level. I don't know. I mean, but anyway, it's just fun to do stuff for the kids. And this was a nice little project for, for building. So I'm also into model rocketry. I don't have everything out here, but I've got a huge selection that my brother and I used to do. In fact, I may have told Terry and Fitz this in the past, but my brother and I used to shoot rockets uh, competition at JSC. Oh, really? Before the Saturn V had a, a warehouse around it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, we used to shoot stuff over there all the time. So They still do. There's a very active rocket, model rocket club out there right next to the RC field. Yep. That's right. Way down They're there. still there. They're out there the other week. All right. Sand so club. swap me. Oh, I got I to gotta back up a little bit. So <laughs> the Cessna. Can you, did I move it? Uh, it's over there. I don't know if I can pull it all the way over here. Well, here's my Cessna wing. So I've, I've made a lot of progress. This is a quick update on my system. There we go. So I've got my flaps in, my ailerons, my monocoat looks really good. And as Terry said, he used the magic word or the, the bad word early. My paint. This is the fourth or fifth time I have painted my wingtips. I'm going to get right up to the screen here. But uh, I finally got these things painted so that they're glossy and there is no wrinkling no bubbles orange peeling they call it orange peeling you nail it I, I, it does it has a little bit of streak in there from sanding but i all i can tell you is that i have finally achieved what i've been looking for i've been running into so many paint issues not sure if it was humidity not sure if it was temperature but um keith sparks um i called him just under duress i said i can't I can't be standing on the ledge. <laughs> I I mean, I've painted stuff before people it is not a big thing, but I, for the life of me, I could not get this, these ABS plastic parts. So, well, th these last pieces, the fuselage looks great. I had no problems with the fuselage. It's those gray windows that wrinkled up on me with a different paint. So long story short, uh, Keith talked to me on the phone. I sanded it all the way down to ABS, primed it with uh, a Krylon automotive white primer, Shot two light coats of gloss, let it wait for like five minutes, and then put a medium coat on, and that's what it is right now. The other thing he suggested I do is heat the can. Have y'all ever heated your paint? Oh up? yes, oh, yes, I've done oh, it before too. Yeah, put it in hot water. That's exactly what I did. I've helps never the paint flow better. Yeah, I mean, I'm in I an air conditioned up here. Oh well, <laughs> well, I'm in an air conditioned room now, and before I was not, and we had a variety of temperatures. It hasn't been bad, but the humidity is under forty percent in this room. I've converted my bathroom into a paint room, so I actually have plastic around it. So I feel like I've I've controlled the conditions. But anyway, uh, the Cessna one hundred and fifty update. The so plastic has been straight. painted over the course of two weeks. You painted a piece of white plastic white. <laughs> it still messed it up five times. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you just put some clear coat over that thing? I, well, the clear coat was like the problem. Oh, you mean like the over or the just ABS. the bare plastic? Because <laughs> it was it was it was not white. It was kind of like yellow. Off okay. yellow a little bit. Okay. Yeah, probably yellowed over time. It's yeah. it is a what a thirty year old forty year old kit. Yeah, forty year old kit. Yeah. So yeah. So well, so so Sparky gave you painting one hundred and one lessons, huh? 
<laughs> Remedial painting. To entertain our viewers, man, it's like I've been doing this hobby for so long, and I've never felt so stupid to just say, Keith talks slowly to me like I'm a five-year-old. I'm writing everything you say down. And uh, bless his heart, he he uh, dealt with me. But, you know, I it, it was either the warming up the can that was a, a solution. Um, you know, I he was against putting the clear gloss. Now, the, the, the fuselage is covered in luster coat. That's the top flight luster coat white. And it has a clear gloss on it. And that was perfect. Everything on that went fine. It's when the clear gloss hit that gray Krylon paint that it wrinkled on me. So there's, you know, chemical issues too. But for some reason, the the ailerons and the wingtips, every time I started painting, it would just start wrinkling really, really bad. And the paint, it was a chemical reaction, would, would rip off. So... I don't know if anybody's making comments about paint or anything. I don't see anything there, but uh, anyway, just, it's been one of the biggest headaches of mine. And I've just, I feel like I'm finally at the point where I can take this plane to the finish line. Yeah. I admire your tenacity on finishing this, but I can tell you, I, I would not have done all of that. I, I just don't care enough about aesthetics usually to put that much effort into it. <laughs> I just After the first time an orange peel, I'm like, oh, man, that sucks. Too oh, bad my airplane will have that on it. Well, and go to something Terry Fitz made me think about. It. It's like the problem I really was struggling with was not like the clear gloss, but, but was the fact that I was – and by the way, guys, I've used like four different paints, trying different paint cans, you know, with Krylon and, you know, Rostolium and Krylon had like two different brands of their plastic paints, whatever. Yeah. So I finally went to Krylon. But the problem was that almost every time I hit these pieces with the gloss white – it would go completely flat. And in fact, I just so you, Terry, my cowl is flat white right now. It's a, it's a gloss white on there, but it mm -hmm. turned flat. I'm not messing with it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've, I've put my hands up and said, I'm just going to leave the cowl alone. The motor fits. <laughs> so I'm not going to change it, but it is, it's just, I don't know if anybody else has had issues like that, but I just, oh, it frustrated me. And I, I had the same problem with my P38, my JR models when I was putting it clear on there and everything fogged up to milky white. And I had to sand everything down, and and it's back okay now with the same paint. So it's you know it was, it, that was definitely humidity. Um, but anyway, well, I digress. I, I thought about you when I was working on my first puddle master last weekend because um, I painted the motor mount and pylon. I made a new firewall for it anyway, so I painted it all white, and I first covered it in water-based polyurethane to seal it up. Then I did a coat of primer, and then I put white Krylon over it, and I've used those same exact paints before on other things but just like you when i put that white on psh, almost instant orange peel so and it's still like that <laughs> <laughs> well so. you know keith gave me some other good advice he says you've got to keep testing you you know do all your testing yeah. before you do it i just you know when you look at these krylon cans they're both the same label it's not like the max pro paint in some other you know model number they were both color max and and they were you know same label i figured they would go well together i you know it just it just didn't work for me so surprise <laughs> they got my money yeah. um but i think that was it oh i you know, a couple little cute things um i've been uh, helping my friend andrew tanner with uh, remote control hobbies in spring his his shop in spring is closed he's moving all his inventory to his new shop in shepherd texas and uh, I had my kids work during spring break. <laughs> so I had them help me bring stuff down. So in compensation, the boys all got something. I don't have it here, but Ryan got a little uh, jet boat, one of those pro boat jet boats. Ooh. And he likes that. So that's in his room. But this 
is what Austin wanted. Oh right. Uh, I I mean it's okay. I'm I'm okay. I, I could touch it without my hands burning. Uh, but he got this is a used this was a used one, Terry. I think I may have told you, but this was just something yeah. like I was on consignment and it never sold. And so, you know, I just asked Andrew what he'd be willing to part with, and this is what he wants. So this is the uh, 350QX2, and you know, it was in pretty good shape. Austin had to do some finagling with the settings, but he really likes it. Good. So you haven't run that jet boat in your pool yet? I have. Oh, okay. Oh, and also this was the other thing that, uh, anybody know what that is? You have to bring it closer. Is that Apprentice S? A little? Nope. No. Is that a timber? Yep. U uh, oh, UMX cool. timber. I flew it for the first time yesterday. And yep. man, it's, it's a fun little plane. Ain't it? Do you yeah, have yeah. the uh, slats on it? No. Okay. Yeah, I took them off of mine too. Yeah, it flies really good. Look how much nose weight I had to put on that thing. Oh, really? I don't. Well, there, there's no gear. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. So those big Tundra wheels are MIA, and actually, I like how it flies without the gear. <laughs> so you know, without the big wheels there. But this is a fun little plane, guys. I really like. Yeah, that. you should try it with wheels because that's a great touch and go airplane. Oh yeah, yeah. We'll try. That. I ordered them. They just he just yeah. didn't have them. So again, one of these things that was sitting on his workbench. Yeah, I I'm pretty comfortable in saying that's my favorite off the shelf UMX model. Oh. Just very well-rounded airplane. Yeah. I got the uh, flaps set just right. Nice. With the, with the trim in the elevator. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, swap meets. We have some swap meets coming up. We want to share these. So this is like the end of our show. Let's start letting people know about swap meets coming up. And I'm going to start. <laughs> so tomorrow is Scobie's swap meet. And Fitz and I are going. I'm taking Scobie Field in Houston, Texas. I was going to get there. Sorry. <laughs> Out in West Houston, off of uh, Old Westheimer, I guess I would say, or I don't know what the actual road is. It's Westheimer, isn't it? Uh, right. sure, yeah, right here. Fitz, it's uh, I in have George Bush Park, seventeen two sixty Westheimer Parkway. Can yeah. you see it on the screen? Yeah, okay. it's not underwater, is it? <laughs> no, it has been. Weird. It has been underwater several times. Yeah, uh, but they have a great parking lot swap meet. I've been there a couple of times, and uh, it's this weekend. We haven't seen much advertising. I, I know Fitz was looking for it. I saw one post only, um, and usually I see more. But anyway, that's a fun little – there's no cost. You just go out there and hmm. walk around the parking lot. It's kind of like how you were, Terry. It's probably people just walking in. As soon as they have something out of their car, someone's going to say, I'll pay that for you. This is a chance for me and Fitz to get together because I have a set of landing gear, DC3 – uh, Robart landing gear that I got from Alan Martin, who's actually, I don't know if he's still watching us or he was talking to us, but uh, uh, poor Alan, he lost his DC3 and had the gear up for sale and Fitz chimed in and got it. So I'm delivering that. Plus I have the Habu manuals for you, Fitz. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I keep forgetting about those. <laughs> they were stuck in my suitcase. And a quick note, guys, the guy who had these planes for sale at the AMA Expo East, that he documented everything. I mean, everything. This, this folder for the Habu is this thick with everything. I think he's got every servo manual that's in there, the ESC manual. I mean, everything is in this thick manual for fit. So every model on the table seemed to have some sort of documentation with it. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. so uh, I'll see Fitz out there and take my son. We'll go experience that. We'll try to do a, a live Facebook post while we're out there. I've picked up a new lapel mic, Fitz. I think I may have told you that. On yeah, the you mentioned that. Yeah. It sounded yeah. really good. Uh, he had a test video. It just it was real quick, but it sounded like it sounded pretty good. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm happy with this one. It doesn't like make chirp sounds when you're walking around like the other one I bought. So, <laughs> so, so you're we'll, both going to the Scobie Field 
Yeah. All right, cool. And yeah. What else That's do you have? Cool. What other swap meets do you have listed? Uh, well, we got a combination swap meet and the foamy electric uh, air racing at Bomber Field. Also, oh, is it a, is it a swap meet too? Uh, it says, well, maybe not. I don't think it's a swap meet. I think that's yeah, yeah, it is. It says fun warbird flood fly and swap meet. Holy smokes! Yeah, here, man, here. now I gotta decide. Do I want to see Fitz or do I want to go to Bomber Field? <laughs> yeah, there it is. Tomorrow, uh, join us. Yeah, I think the uh, the swap meet was a surprise because we just foamy air racing, and then suddenly they said, "Oh yeah, it's a swap meet too." Wait, wait, what? <laughs> so foamy electric air racing. Do they have kind of a one design? thing or is... uh, you know they never really this says 3s and 4s oh, rare bear so all box it... stock yeah okay you know, so unlimited. the horizon rare bear rare bear, bear mods bear. loud yeah. yeah there's not a whole lot of rules I, I think i even posted that you know do you have more specific rules on this and i didn't really get an answer you know so, if i was going i would have taken my tower hobbies p51 well i'd miss america oh, it says there's two classes yeah, interesting. This yeah. America would have qualified. There's like a yeah, stock okay. class, basically box stock. Yeah, box stock, 3s and 4s. So yeah, yeah. you could you the P51 would have worked. That'd be interesting uh, to go see. Yeah, I mean, because see, to me, stock it doesn't necessarily mean the battery. I could push the 4s in there, right? Yeah. <laughs> It'd still be the same motor. Still be the same motor in ESC. Well, yeah, you'd be in the 4s class. Yeah. A box stock 4s and the box stock 3s. There you go. And then one of you should class. go and check it out. Man, that's that's a tough one now. I gotta decide which do I oh we'll talk about it tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys will find out on air <laughs> which one we went to. Yeah. And what else? We have another one, uh Bayou. Not not Bayou, uh what's the, the Beaumont one? Beaumont, thank you. Yes, there's uh Beaumont has a fun fly. Looks like uh anything. It's got 3D uh, scale sport. It's in Beaumont, Texas. Uh, how far is that from here? From Houston, is that? It's it's near the Gulf. I know hour, hour and a half. Right? I think about an hour it's, or so. Yeah, it's not too bad. Drive towards uh, Louisiana. So that's on April thirteenth. Uh, I think I've been to that club before, actually. It's what I'm thinking of. It's actually a pretty nice field. And then was that Nathan who sent us that suggestion? It might yes. have, because I think he lives out there now, right? Didn't Nathan move yeah. to that area? Yep. Uh, so, yeah, more information to brcc.club. Uh, now, that's interesting that that club, that actually, I checked that, that worked. That's a new, is that a new extension for websites? Yeah, there's a bunch of them out there. Yeah, they must have updated a bunch of them. Uh, so what else? We also have Georgetown coming up March 23rd. Which Wait, is that's that's tomorrow too. They're having <laughs> yeah. a <laughs> uh, pattern clinic and contest. So I guess they teach you how to fly pattern, and then you make you do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Faster! You got a little a little ruler on your hands. Yeah. <laughs> Tighter loop. <laughs> Whack. <laughs> that's not a that's not a hurricane. <laughs> uh, so um, yeah, so. Uh, it's interesting. So I guess if you're in a in the that's Austin area, right? Georgetown. Yeah, where we roughly. It's yeah, it's Round Rock near Round Rock. Yeah, Round Rock, Austin area. Um, looks like they start at nine o'clock. Uh, it's interesting. Q and A. That's kind of interesting. I guess if you want to get the pattern, that's probably where place you want to start there. Yeah, our, our, our club president sent me that. Uh, that's Justin Wells. He's a pattern flyer, 
And so he posted that on our, our club page. So that should be interesting. I can't make it tomorrow. Sorry. <laughs> I'm yeah. struggling with two other events here in Houston. <laughs> I think that's it. Um, for our local stuff. Uh, did you guys want to talk about your flight fest plans? No, I think we'll save that for next time. But, you know, yep. Terry's already mentioned he's planning to go. I'm planning to make a huge family trip of it. So uh, oh, there you go. we'll be talking more and more come July 11th. Is that 10th or 11th, I think? It's in July? Yeah. Oh, okay. So we'll, we'll start posting more information. Uh, oh, wait, wait. We got something. Uh, somebody in the, in the chat room says there's a heli event in Apache Pass on five April 5th to 7th. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, I think I did see that when I poked around on the AMA uh, website. So, uh, yeah, Petchy Pass, where we went to go to Flight Fest, Texas, and that's a really fantastic uh, flying field. He, lots of room for everything. Yeah. Do you so, still play with Helio Choppers? Yeah, I do. Uh, uh, not as much as I should, but I still have some that I, I tinker with. <laughs> so, so uh, April 5th, huh? I might look into that. I haven't been to a helicopter fun fly in quite a while. It'd be nice to go to a go to one, especially a big one like that. I imagine. Uh, I have to check my schedule, see what's going on. But sounds like a plan. All right, we have a winner to announce, right? Yes. Lee, take it away. I am. I'm getting it. So I, I haven't sealed it yet because I might throw some or the some more of my own personal goodies in it. But inside, <laughs> inside this mystery bag, this mystery envelope are some goodies. I'm not going to show you because only the winner will know. But these are some of the things I picked up at the AMA Expo with my buddies. Uh, we, no, not with your buddies. Not these well, buddies. While I was with my buddies and, and unbeknownst to them at the time. Yeah. <laughs> I like, and I have no idea what's in that bag. Yeah. <laughs> it's in my bag. Uh, anyway, we just asked for people on the podcast, if you listened all the way to the end of our last episode, to send us an email. We had a uh, couple of people uh, send in emails, and the winner is a friend of Phil's, Doug Leroy. Is that right? Leroy? Leroy? How do you how would you pronounce it, Fitz? <laughs> Leroy. Leroy. <laughs> uh, so Doug Leroy, or I think it's Doug Leroy. But uh, anyway, you're our winner. Congrats. I will con I will can contact you via Facebook messaging. Leroy, Leroy. <laughs> and Leroy. thanks to all the people who entered. We did not reply to the emails this time just because it was a little bit overwhelming. But uh lots of people entered, so thank you. And uh Better luck next time. Yeah, don't don't feel like you've like missed the lottery. <laughs> You're okay. Uh, but I th I thought it was fun, and it's got some neat little things in there that I picked up. So anyway, I'll send that stuff to you, Doug, and uh, we'll hopefully have another giveaway soon. Maybe maybe Fitz and I will find something cool at the swap meet coming up, and we'll uh, we'll throw another one in there. Oh yeah, good point. All right. All right. Well, I think we are done for this episode. I I guys got any last thoughts before we. Go go find something, uh, um, some mass consumables since it's lunchtime, and I haven't eaten anything <laughs> since breakfast. Oh my goodness! So, are there any hanging chads in the comments? Or we cover everything. No. Uh, oh, it looks like uh, might see a familiar face at the uh, Apache Pass. Looks like somebody's responded. So, uh, I don't know. A lot of stuff. We had a good participation in the chat. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate everybody that joined up. Sent us notes. Watch the YouTube live video. Uh, good. Uh, sorry if we didn't get to, to answer some of your comments in the chat, uh, but uh, we really appreciate the participation. I think I, in fact, we'll go back and look it over after we finish just to 
just to see what some of the things that were said. Uh, but as usual, these YouTube things are really fun. We should do these things more often. I agree. And uh, although we do it because we have fun chatting with each other and hanging out, uh, we would yeah. always appreciate your comments and feedback. So you can leave them <laughs> yeah. here in, in, in this uh, YouTube video, or you can contact us at contact at rcroundtable.com or go to our Facebook page, uh, just RC Roundtable Podcast, and uh, like our page, uh, subscribe, whatever you have to do these days, follow, linger, meander, and uh, give us information, especially if you want to share some uh, other swap meets or, or air shows that are happening in your area. All right. On that note, guys, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Please visit our website at rcroundtable.com, where you can send us comments and suggestions or listen to our other great podcasts, where you will also find links to our iTunes and social media sites. Thanks for listening.